The Faith and Fishing Podcast is sponsored by 413 Lure Company. 413 Lure Company is a family-owned and operated business that puts Christ first and does things the right way. Using really high-quality components, they make some really, really awesome spinner baits, buzz baits, bladed swim jigs, and more in some really sweet color combinations. Check them out on Facebook to see what they can do and place your order today. Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast, where you get to hear all kinds of fishermen tell their stories and share their faith. I'm your host, Cam Steele. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to say a word about Jackson Orr's third annual Catch Charity Tournament that took place over this past weekend. This was my first time participating in a tournament that lasted less than a month, and I have to say, man, was I outmatched. I just wanted to give a shout out, though, to Jackson for putting on a great event and a big congratulations to those who finished in the top six. At the time of this recording, the award ceremony hasn't happened, so I don't know exactly who those six are yet, but I do know that the last I saw it took almost 100 inches to even get close. I had a lot of fun with the tournament though, and I learned a lot and made some mistakes, including getting caught on the lake in a thunderstorm, which made me feel really tiny in that kayak. But it's time to get this week's guest introduced. You have heard me talk about him before. He is the fishing buddy who came up with a question about conversations out on the water. Jamie Anthelancy is basically my little brother, and he has a very powerful story. You see, when Jamie was 8 years old, he was in a car accident that left him with really significant injuries, including a punctured lung, legs so badly damaged it had to be amputated, and a coma leading to some lasting brain injuries. But I'll let him tell you more about that. This is his story of overcoming the insurmountable. Jamie, man, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, man. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and start us off by inter- introducing yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about what got you into fishing. Uh, okay. Well, um, my name is uh, Jamie Clancy. Um, uh, I, right now, uh, professionally wise, uh, I've, I've been lately in the medical field and everything like that. But, uh, yeah. Um, what got me into fishing is basically uh, starting off with my granddad. Um, he would always take me and my brothers out with fish, uh, like in cane poles, and we just always liked to go fishing like that because we had um, we had this little fishing pond right down right down the path from where we lived, and we would always like to go fishing out there. And then, of course, I I end up going friends with you, and um, I mean we just all the time go fishing. And that's mainly what got me into fishing. Awesome. So um, why don't we go ahead and and dive into the meat of stuff. Uh, In a nutshell, go ahead and let us know what it is that you believe in. Um, I believe in God because, I mean, yes, I have the faith and everything, but not only that, but I've also looked in other things like uh, um, also like a, a bit of science of the Bible, which that's actually gets really interesting, and and I and I encourage other people to try to actually look into the science of the Bible because um and and again I encourage other people to actually look at uh, people that actually talk on that. Uh, a main one that I, I listen to is Kent Hovind. Um, 
I love I love it every time he uh, does it. Uh, I mean, his videos are kind of lengthy, but it's worth watching. Awesome. So, um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you come on the show, man, was uh, to share your story. I know you've got an amazing story. Um, and so I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to let you, uh, just kind of share your story. Tell us what happened to you. Tell us how it affected your faith and how, um, how that kind of, uh, uh, that kind of, uh, turned you into the man you are today. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, okay. Well, as a kid, I always heard about church and then I started going, I started going to one. And the first thing I learned was about getting saved. I would always think about it a lot. And then one day, well, I went to the grocery store um, with my mother, and decided, I decided to stay in the car. And she left to go to the store. Well, I just put my head on the back of the seat. I closed my eyes, and I just started talking. It was my first time praying, so I didn't really know if I was doing it right. I was just talking as if I had a friend right there beside me. And after, after it was over, I felt pretty good. And, um, and then my mother came to the car and I told her, Ma, I just got saved. And, well, the look on her face was, it was, it was priceless. Um, that's one of the few things I remember from back then. Because, uh, sometime after that, I was in a car accident where I got hit in the passenger side where I was sitting and my leg got crushed and I got scarred up bad and I was knocked out and ended up in a, in a coma um, and put in the hospital with all these machines on me. And since I was like that for so long, all the doctors said that I wouldn't make it and it'd be better to just take me off. But my family stood up for me and I was coming out of that. But yeah, uh, my family stood up for me and said I was going to come out of that and I would be going home. Well, after a while, uh, I started showing signs of consciousness and my granddad would come to my, uh, my bedside. And, uh, even one time he actually came to my bedside and said, uh, Jamie, you just say one word, just one word. I'll give you a hundred dollars. I barely got out the word, hey, and <laughs> that was the easiest hundred dollars I've ever made. Um, my, my brothers, uh, they, we, we, we'd all be in the games and, and I'm sure we still are in the games. And, um, back then we used to be a lot into the Mario games. Well, my brothers would come to my room and they would actually try to help me like with my motor skills, like moving my hands and all that, uh, with playing with game control. And, um, even though I wasn't completely there, um, they would actually still play with me. And the whole time, well, my brother, one of my brothers, they would say that uh, they actually think that I was there more than they thought because uh, they said that I would be going the wrong way almost the whole entire race. And then right before the race is over, I would put my controller down and I would switch controllers with my brother. And then I would win the race. So I guess I, I, I guess in some way I was there somewhat. And I mean, shortly after that I started coming to a little more 
and I started talking and I started like showing a lot more signs of actually being awake. Um, and so, uh, I, I had to start doing physical therapy and I'd start actually taking classes or actually learning a little bit, um, at the hospital just because I had a lot of brain damage and I also had, um, a short-term memory. Um, and even though it took a while, I eventually started getting to the point where I could actually get up and move around and I could actually think, like, uh, think all straight and everything. And I started getting back into school. I started off getting back into school in a, uh, going, going to school in a wheelchair. And then I moved on up to going to school using my walker. Uh, it, it would, it would, uh, change from my walker to my crutches. And then, uh, I started wearing, I started to where I was actually wearing my first prosthetic leg. Um, and, well, I mean, I just kept going then and then, and I would just keep, like, progressing and progressing. And, uh, it got to the point on up to high school when, uh, I was, I was actually kind of got to a point where I was competing with my brother because we were in the weight room. And, uh, uh, by lifting weights and everything, uh, like on the bench and squatting and all that, I would actually, I would actually have him beat on squat. And mind you now, I just got one lick. The other one is basically like just a, just a, uh, just my own crutch I use in my leg. Or, or, or is it, is it, it, it's just not mine. So, that's really something that kind of got got to him. Um, and I just kept going further and further with that. So, and now, I'm actually working in the medical field. So now, the thing that caught my interest with that is that, is that for so long I was in the hospital, in the bed, now I'm back in the hospital, but in a different position, um, getting getting a different perspective. So I mean, the story mainly is that uh, I mean I I always had my challenges and I always had to uh, uh, figure out my own ways how to do things. But I mean, I mean I, I, I wouldn't say I had the best relationship with uh, talking to him, but I do have my times when I do sit down there. And I sit there and talk, talk to God and all that. And, um, I mean, he's got me through. He, he's got me through the whole way. He's never let me down. So, uh, to sum that up, I mean, I'll just say, just always have some faith and never give up. Absolutely. And, um, uh, so I know you also, um, have done a little bit of going to different places and uh, speaking with students, speaking with people um, about um, about prosthet- about prosthetics um, and about your your accident and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been able to do with that. Oh yeah. Um, uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, funny story. Um, years later, uh, when I kind of aged out of the hospital that I was going to, a Shriner, Shriners Hospital, uh, for kids. And I kind of aged out of that. Um, 
I started going to another facility where uh, they work on prosthetic stuff like that. And it turns out that the guy who owned that place was actually, well, I mean, he, he was actually really excited to see me uh, when uh, when I first started going up there. I mean, I just smiled, waved, and all that, just trying to be nice. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> but um, I later on found out that uh, the reason why he was all excited to see me is because uh, he was actually one of, I think the paramedics or something like that. Well, I mean, overall, he was, he was just there. He was actually one of the people there to pick me up that night the wreck happened. So, at that time, when he saw me, he saw, he saw a, a, a kid that was all bloodied up, all scarred up, all bruised up, all broken. And I was put in the hospital on all these machines and everything like that. And, if I, if I, it, it seemed like if I was going to make it out, I would just be a vegetable. Well, then it comes to that point where he sees me walking up to his, to his store or a prosthetic place, East Point Prosthetics, and uh, I'm wearing jeans. He can't even tell which leg it is. Um, And, I mean, he was just so glad to see that. I mean, of course, I would learn who he actually was later on, but... Uh, my, my grandmother told me because she 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 recognized him. Um, and uh, I would just get along so well with my scheduled appointments there, to where he got to the point to where um, he just said that since I'm always doing so well walking around, um, uh, walking around with a prosthesis, then I, I don't need to have any scheduled appointments, and that I I would just just uh, give him a call whenever I need to come in. Well, also because of that, he said that, uh, he would like for me, if I was interested, he would like for me to go with them to different, uh, locations to speak up and, uh, uh, sometimes share my story or sometimes actually just demonstrate and pretty much just show off the prosthetics that they got out there, uh, actually by using them since I am AVT. And uh I remember I remember uh I would do some career walks um where the East Point prosthetic people would actually go out to like different schools or other places like that. And um they would actually have a out a table. They would have out their pamphlets, their uh brochures and all that mess. Uh and they bring some prosthesis. And then they would actually have me to where they could actually demonstrate on how they make a mold. And, well, they would actually make a mold around my leg. Uh, and, uh, and it would harden and they would show how that would be the, um, the socket that would be used or, or that, that's how they would make the socket or the amputee. And all that, uh, and all, and talking about all that. Um, I mean, I really did like it, and I actually even got, uh, I actually even got the opportunity to actually use one of them, uh, one of them prosthesis that actually, like, has them little suction, like wires and them little suction circle cup things to where you can just, uh, stick it on you 
and all you have to do is flex in the in in the uh, uh it was a prosthetic arm. I just put the suction things like on, on my my uh my wrist and all I did was flex and like the claw the claw would move. That was, that was that was so cool. Um but yeah. Um and, and I really enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. So, uh, what, uh, what does your faith mean to you? Um, well, first faith just means belief in something without question. Um, and to me, well, without faith, I mean, I I strongly think that I mean, that'd really be much to life. I mean, because it'll just be the same thing day in, day out. But with faith, uh, there's always, like, there's always an unexpected. And, like, if something were to happen, you have faith in something. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's mainly faith is just belief in something without question. All right, and to start transitioning uh, back towards uh, back towards fishing and back towards the water, um, are there any specific times out on the water you can think of that have affected your faith in any way? Well, I mean, it's honestly it's just about every time because every time you're casting out that line, um, even though even though you have skills or have um, like techniques on how to do stuff it don't matter how good you are you never know what's going to be at the end of that line so I mean you're basically just having faith that you're going to catch something good as well awesome alright man so um, so let, let's hear it what fishing story or memory means the most to you uh Fish story means the most to me is um, is as I said before uh, them trips out that we would take with my granddad out there to the pond uh, right down uh, the path from my place uh, and we would just go fishing out there with the cane poles and I mean them cane poles I mean I would just throw the line throw it back throw the line throw it back I, I just felt like I was just uh, it basically felt like I had a broom in my hand and I was just waving it back and forth. I didn't know what I was doing. But my granddad, he's, I mean, shoot, you talk about old school, my granddad, he could just put something on that line, throw it in there. It'd be in there for about like two minutes. He'd pull out a fish, throw it back in there, sitting up two minutes, pull out a fish. I mean, I mean, that was, that just seemed really amazing to me. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of, kind of what got my interest in the fishing in the first place. But, yeah, I mean, I always, I always loved like mountain, but I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, my granddad's still alive, but uh, yeah, I just, I just always think about that, and um, I really like it. Absolutely, and if you would, uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna share a story, um, about you, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. there's, yes, there's so, there's so many, um. <laughs> <laughs> 
but one in particular that always stands out whenever I think about fishing with Jamie. Um, so you uh, you had just gotten this brand new leg, and uh, you were bragging about the tattoo on it uh, because it said, um, what was it? Uh, God is life. Life is God oh, or yeah, something um, like that with a big cross on it. Um, yeah, that, that was actually a t-shirt I had laminated on my leg. Um, but yeah, so uh, I told you not to wear your good leg. <laughs> but uh, you did. You wanted to wear it, and you ended up getting sand in the clasp, and you couldn't couldn't lock it back on. Um, so you handed me the leg and said, hey, can you go wash this off? So I went into the ocean to wash it off. That didn't work. So I ended up yeah. walking it back up onto the dunes to wash it off in the uh on the spigot where people wash their feet off and while i'm sitting there washing it off this lady walks up and says did you just find that on the beach (laughs) (laughs) and i said you were you were at the time you were like kind of like hopping to get from one chair to another to kind of help pack up and i said no you see that guy hopping down there yeah, I just pushed him over and took it from him. <laughs> and the look on her face, <laughs> the look on her face was, she was so horrified. Um, but long story short, we ended up not being able to get that class. So we had to uh, jerry-rig something and tie or, or wrap uh, bungee cords around your legs so you could hold it in place while you walked. <laughs> but that, I worked that, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of that's that's the story I always think of whenever I think about fishing with you, man. Oh yeah, and 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 and, and won't that also the day when uh when we uh we forgot to wear uh, sunscreen, whatever, and we were out there for about twelve hours, and we were so burnt. <laughs> I think it might have been, yeah. <laughs> Oof, I remember that. I got back, we we got back in the car, the AC in the car, just from the AC turning it on, the air would hurt our skin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Oh man, yeah. All right, man. So, um, so my listeners have heard about you before because I have I've talked about this next question. Uh, so you uh-huh. were actually the fishing buddy that came up with it. Um, I asked you to think of a of a question you hadn't heard before. This is what you came up with, and now I'm going to hit you with it. So, whenever you're out okay. fishing with somebody, what is your typical conversation centered around? Well, I mean, it's just basically like, uh, like, it's, to me, I just feel like in those kind of situations, I mean, you just have questions, just talk about life, and just, I, I mean, ask, and, um, because, I mean, when you're fishing, you're just basically kicking back, throwing a line in the water, and you're sitting there waiting, and you're gonna wait a good minute. So, I mean, just have talks about, like, life in general, and, and I mean, also, I mean, we can have questions like you have on this interview, just trying to get to know people. And, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, like the memory that we have also with another friend of ours, um, Taylor, Taylor Frank. I mean, I mean, that's also another thing to remember about, uh, like just when you go out there fishing and cast it out, you, I mean, you also just—I mean, not just talk, but you also just remember about good old times, stuff like that. 
I mean, I mean, that's what I enjoy about it. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, um, Taylor was a dear friend of ours who, uh, who, uh, I know he went fishing with me a few times. Uh, I know he went fishing with you at least once. Uh, but yeah. he, um, he lost his life in a car accident a few years ago. So, um, like being able to have those memories is really special for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. So, um, so with all that you've been through, um, what life advice do you wish you had been able to start off with? Honestly, it'll probably sound a little bit selfish because I had nothing to do with my story. But honestly, it would be about financial advice. Absolutely, man. Anything in particular? Any I mean, financial just, advice you want to share with our listeners? <laughs> I mean, just basically like investing and like learning more about stocks. Well, I mean, that's just basically what I wish I would have learned a whole lot sooner than later. Absolutely, man. And uh, to flip it around, uh, what fishing advice do you wish you had been able to start off with? Uh, well, the fishing advice that I would actually, I actually would would have really loved that, um, because it used to really get on my nerves so much and so often is about what the best knot is to tie at the end of your line to hold your hook on. Because I cannot tell you how many times I had a fish bite the end of my line and, and it felt like a good fish, good bite, and everything like that. And it gave a good fight. And, um, it, a whole lot of times I would just, I just tie a simple knot. I mean, I didn't really know all that well or, or what the best knot is. Um, and so I just tie a simple knot and I'm guessing because of that, the fish goes away with my bait and my hook. So. All right, man. So, um, uh, you and I have uh, been able to catch uh, quite a few different kinds of fish together. Um, is there a particular fish you haven't caught that caught yet that sits at the top of your bucket list? Well, honestly, um, um, at first it was going on uh, along the line of uh, uh, kinds of sharks and stuff like that, like how me and you've been recently doing. But uh, you would actually. Uh, kind of kind of see kind of why about this fish because I, I, just, I just I just really been getting on it and I just couldn't stop watching it um I would love to be able to put up a fight with a grouper now I don't know about I don't know about a glide grouper because I don't <laughs> want to go swimming I, I, I want to stay dry but I mean just some kind of grouper because they just put up some really amazing fights. Absolutely, man. And uh, what about a particular fishing spot? Is there one you haven't been to yet you want to make sure you get to go to? Um, actually, I would just like to go like a, like a different location. I, I mean, I don't really look into the spot. I would just like to go into uh, um, like the Bahamas and catch something like a, like I would just like to catch something more exotic 
Absolutely, man. All right, well, we're going to move into uh, to our segment here, the What's Your Favorite segment. Um, okay. And uh, we're going to ask you a few different questions and ask you your favorite in a few different categories. So starting out with your favorite scripture. Uh, do you have a favorite okay, scripture? Okay, sounds good. Uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever, whoever believed, believed in him shall not perish, but have the everlasting life. Um, and with that verse alone, that just, I mean, that just tells you how much different um, just the belief in God is than other religions, because other religions call for, like, sacrifices or call for other stuff like that, and all you got to do with this is believe. Absolutely, man. I I refer to John three sixteen all the time as the thesis statement of the Bible, like the whole point of 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 the Bible and the and and of Christianity can be summed up in that that one mm-hmm. verse. So I love it, man. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, what about a particular Bible story? David and Goliath. I'm mean, that just shows you. I mean, as long as you work hard at it and everything, y'all. Uh, 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 make sure you're ready and everything prepared. No matter how, how small you are, and take down. That's basically like moving mountains because Goliath was basically a moving mountain. I hear you, man. That's awesome. So, uh, what's your favorite fish to catch? Hmm. Um. Were those? Were the, were those uh, sharks or dogfish we would usually catch at, at the shore? Uh, so they were they're, they're dogfish, which is a which is a kind of shark, but yeah. Okay, yo, old dogfish. Absolutely, man. And uh, what's your favorite fish to fish for? I mean, honestly, just going back to them sharks. But as we've both seen. My luck mainly goes to them little uh, puffer fish. <laughs> yeah, man, it's always good to catch numbers, though. Uh, it's such a disappointment because I mean they put up a good fight. They don't seem to pull out of the water. You feel so embarrassed that that you fall that hard against something that small. I I I swear, man, you got the puffer fish on steroids or something. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. So, what's your favorite fish to eat? Flounder. Love it. Flounder. I hear you. And, and uh, I'm going to put this little bug in your ear too because I was there whenever you tried it. Um, the uh, whenever you tried mahi for the first time. Um, Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was that uh, place called? Uh, Snappers. Um, mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, man. I, I know you. You must be forgetting it or something because your face. Whenever you ate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because honestly, that was the only time I ever had mahi. So I mean, I mean, I've had flounder many times, but I ooh, hear you. I, I mean, I mean, having mahi just that one time and all that, it makes it like a delicacy. <laughs> 
For sure, for sure. So while we're on the subject of food, what's your favorite fish and snack? Beef jerky. Any particular flavor or brand? Uh, teriyaki from um, um, uh, what's uh, uh, what's that brand called that uh, sometimes we bring? Or quite often we bring uh, the jerky like uh, um, uh, you talking about Jack Links? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I'm not gonna ask for any secret spots or anything, but what's your favorite body of water to fish on? Saltwater. Absolutely. So. Um, so any salt water doesn't narrow it down a whole lot. I have to admit, <laughs> um, <laughs> is it so, uh, you like, uh, shore fishing, offshore fishing, pier fishing on the sound inshore. What do you like? Well, I mean, honestly, uh, I've only, the only salt water fishing I've done is I have done it a couple times with some family and then this other friend of mine but it's mainly been with you and it's just been off off the shore and I appeared at one time but um, from what I've experienced I would say shore fishing but I would really love to get the experience how it is uh, fishing on a boat like in like out out in the water uh, like in a, a little ways not too far out but a little ways just because of how the boat shakes and all that, and all of a sudden you also have on top of that you also have the fish pulling you, which I hope to God it's not that Goliath grouper because I do want to catch a grouper, but I don't want to be swimming. <laughs> all right, man. And uh, and last but not least, what's your favorite time of year to fish? Spring. It looks great outside. It it feels great outside, and during the spring. There be a few people out there uh, uh, on the shore, but not too many. Just perfect. Absolutely, man. And so we're going to start wrapping things up here. Do you have anybody you want to give a shout out to? Um, I mean, I'll just give a shout out uh, Paul Suggs because uh, he's a guy who I was talking about um, who works at that prosthetic place who who was actually there the night I, I was actually. Uh, in the wreck um uh, he's helped me out a lot and he's come far away and he's the one that actually um um oh, uh gave me the opportunity to go out and speak and everything like that and also uh uh know uh, it sounds terrible that i can't remember his last name but i mean that's a good friend of mine who um who i had the pleasure of uh doing my internship working with out there at East Point Prosthetics and he taught me a lot about like how they're actually made and everything and I mean I just enjoyed working with them so I mean I mean I just give a shout out to them and uh I wish the best I give a shout out to my mother of course uh because I mean she gave birth to me I mean how much better can you get <laughs> uh, I hear you man all right, and uh, if our uh, 
if our listeners want to find out more about you, uh, follow you on social media, how do they find you? Um, you can just find me on social media. Uh, uh, you can get on Facebook, uh, Jamie Blancy. Um, I mean, I don't get up there that often, uh, given the fact that my profile picture is still from 2012. Uh, but, I mean, I still answer from time to time. On Facebook, just look up Jamie Clancy. Uh, you, Instagram, same thing, just look for Jamie Clancy. And, um, also Pinterest. And again, All right, same man. name. Sweet. All right, man. So, um, was there anything else that you wanted to, uh, wanted to say before we, before we let you go? Keep your head up. Always keep going. Never give up. And especially right now, keep your hands clean. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, man. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a blast, and uh, uh, always, always great to talk to you, man. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure. Um, And, of course, we'll... I, I, I'm pretty sure in probably about like a month or something like that, then you're going to be pulling some more fish out of the water. And hopefully the fish ain't going to be too big. They're going to be pulling us in the water. As always, I want to say a thank you to my buddy Jamie for coming on the show and sharing his story with us. Like he said, he doesn't do a whole lot with social media, but if you want to find him, again, his name is Jamie Enthalancy. And since I know none of y'all are going to want to have to try to spell that, I'll leave links in the show notes. Make sure to share your stories of faith with your fishing buddies. Y'all take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. If you like this episode, please give it a rating, a review, and make sure to subscribe on whatever app you're listening to so you never miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on social media at facebook.com slash faithandfishingpodcast and Instagram at faithandfishingpod. Special thanks and a big shout out to our show sponsor, 413 Lure Company, to Jonathan Enthalancy for helping me write, play, and record the music for the show, and to Tyler Worrell, the graphic designer behind our amazing logo. If you have any questions about faith, I encourage you to contact a pastor in your community. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, get out there and catch some fish, and I will catch you on the next episode.